Hi guys, welcome to Don't Quit Your Daydream. I'm Shar. And I'm Shana. And we invite you to join us, two friends, as we discuss the highs and lows of writing. Come and take a seat and make your writing dreams come true. Hey, hey daydreamers. daydreamers. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Quit Your Daydream. Today we're going to be talking about how we write. We really wanted to look into the topic of writing and helping you guys to look at how you write. Today though, we actually have a really special guest with us because we are on a writing retreat, which has been amazing because we've kind of doubled it up as a spa retreat. Yeah, it's been really cool. So we have our amazing friend with us, Georgie. Hi. <laughs> um, we really thought it'd be nice having Georgie on today because Georgie's actually writing her first book for the first time, which Exciting. we're really, yeah, and we're really super proud of her. Um, so we thought it'd be really cool to have her perspective and to have our perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do what we usually do, which is we're just going to ask each other questions. We're all going to answer it and, and hopefully we can give you guys some really cool information. Yeah, let's get started. Okay, so let's start with the first question that I'm going to throw out to either of you, <laughs> which is where do you get your like story ideas or inspiration from? Me or you first? <laughs> um, I feel like this is a hard question to answer because ideas can come from anywhere, right? Yeah. Like, you can be watching a TV show and you're like a random element of it. You're like, oh, that'd be cool if that thing was that thing. And then it just like sparks a whole question mm-hmm. and idea. And I think a lot of ideas come from the question, what if? Like, what would yeah. happen if this element of the world was different or if people couldn't see and they were born without a sight which is like the the show C which yeah, is amazing I, mean, the one I love that show yes I was so sexy anyway yeah that's where like um so many ideas come from and I think that probably just like distinguishes I was gonna say normal people to writers but you know what I mean <laughs> non-writers to writers yeah, is that yeah, we yeah. will follow that thread and pick yeah. it apart and, and go a bit deeper but yeah my ideas can come from just reading and watching daydreams in um something that i'm just having a conversation with someone and then it just sparks something and i think it is easy for an idea to go unnoticed but i actively write down anything i'm curious about is all i can really say for where my ideas come from um i don't this story idea that i'm i'm on I actually started thinking of it around watching arcane uh it's an amazing tv show on netflix everybody please go watch it um uh, because it's 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 about like class divide and I realised that a lot of the things that I talk about and I'm really passionate about is injustice um, due to people having different prejudices and like judging people on different parts of who they are and so I wanted to divide the classes in that way and then it just spread out from there really. I love that. <laughs> How about you Georgie? Yeah I think I'm much more like a, a visual person yeah. so like images I've seen oh, like, definitely say yeah. that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then from images like spin a story from it yeah so, I love that um I agree with that that's really nice or like little video clips even if it's just like you don't know the person yeah. it's just pictures and images mm-hmm. that they've put out yeah, and stuff yeah. like that or like getting character inspiration from it yeah and then even if no one reads the story I'm like at least my ideas down I've wrote yeah. it even if you're, I'm the only person that reads it mm. yeah I, I love that yeah, that's cool. Brilliant. Yeah. And you? Um, <laughs> very similar to you in that I feel like um, inspiration can come from anywhere and I can get an idea from anywhere. However, I must say, I have noticed more of a pattern, which is for me, ideas come really strongly either from watching TV or films or yeah. reading books, but specifically as well, the titles of them. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> so, true. that's true. Yeah, it's really weird. I could be watching a scene and somebody says something and I'm like, scribble, scribble, scribble. Um, <laughs> It could be just the way that, like, the cover of a 
film looks on yeah. Netflix and I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I think it's about something that it's not. Again, so. it's like the visual thing that Georgie said, 100%, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So like this idea that I'm working on now, I've got, I was looking for a really cool fantasy show to watch because I've watched them all on Netflix. <laughs> so I was looking for one and there was this one called um, Breaking the Magician's Code. Oh, yeah. And like in my head, I was like, oh, next fantasy thing. <laughs> I was like super excited. I thought it was like this world with magicians, with real magic, but it actually was just a real magician showing you how to do yeah. magic tricks. But then I had that in my head stuck, yeah. this idea of what if you had real magicians mm. and, you know, they were in this world and someone kind of broke one of the laws that yeah. they live by. And that's kind of how the whole story comes up. And most of my stories come like that. So yeah. I think, yeah, it really is the outside inspiration. But for yeah. me, creativity refills my creativity. So it oh, usually yeah, comes fully. from a creative yeah. source. So yeah. that works for me. I wanted yeah. to say off the back of that, like, obviously we've said that we're inspired by watching things or reading things or seeing other things. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like I needed to comment on the fact that ideas don't have to be fully, like, original or it's from your own brain, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, you can yeah. be inspired, because that is the what you are. You're inspired 100%. by reading or watching something else. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you're stealing that thing. It doesn't mean that mm-hmm. you aren't original because it never came from your own brain if that makes sense like Um, obviously it's sparked by something else but that doesn't mean that it is that other thing and um we were saying to you georgie weren't we yesterday that there are no original stories anymore so if you try and (laughs) and find this original thing that's completely never been done in any way shape or form before then you're you're not going to write a book at all so wherever you get your inspiration from it's absolutely fine and there are no wrong ways to do it 100 percent. it's kind of like all ideas are recycled aren't they so i feel like it's we do think in our head exactly what you said like we need this concept that's like never been done it's yeah it has nothing to do with it never being done it has it it has everything to do with how you do it yeah so like for example obviously when stephanie meyer did twilight love it or hate it i love it um when she did that there was nothing new about mm. you know vampires and falling in love True, with teenage yeah. girls because you know i think um vampire diaries that book had come out first then right, i believe right. i think um but there would have been books like that yeah. like you had interview with a vampire by mm. Anne Rice. Yeah. so there's the, that was not the first time but it was how she did it yeah. why it became so big so just like you know for you guys when you are thinking about that try not to focus too much on the idea of having a really original concept think of how you can make your concept original by yeah. how you do it and, and that really is it to be yeah. honest yeah because so. even like um the harry potter series obviously there's so many books that have come later yeah. that are about wizards and witches mm-hmm. and just changing one element of it can make it a completely different story so um the magicians by lev grossman is yeah. it yeah, 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 yeah that's just yeah. by them being like adults yeah, in like a adult school harry instead potter. but it's yeah. still the same thing in a way but yeah. it makes it a completely different story so yeah 100 percent Right, second question, guys, is, so you've got your idea. That's what we talked about. So how do you now go from idea to draft, your first kind of draft of the story? I'm throwing this one to Shana. (laughs) (laughs) It is another hard one to answer, really, because I don't... Like, I think like, people think that we writers are really organised and everything's such a beautiful, <laughs> romantic process, and it's really not. Yeah. So <laughs> to go from idea to, to draft, it's a lot of chaos for me. It's more like, how can I make this thing into more of a thing? Because obviously, yeah. like, an idea is just like a drop in the ocean, really. So how do yeah. you spread it out and make it into a bigger thing? And I think the first thing you need to do is ask yourself, well, who's the central character of this narrative? Or who do, who yeah. needs to explore this concept that I have um because obviously the character should be the most important part of your story anyway even if it's not massively character driven you still can't just have flat characters that are forced to do whatever you want in the plot Uh, I feel like that's a bit 
not I wouldn't say lazy because that's a bit mean but you know like it's not very good writing if, if the characters aren't like real people yeah it's more like a puppet yeah exactly it, yeah. so I think getting to know who your characters and who you want them to be is the first thing to do and sometimes that can be hard but you maybe you could ask yourself what type of person would explore this world that I'm that I'm in so again to just do my story because I've got a class story of different um people in different places I felt like I had to do a multiple point of view story so that was like yeah a decision I had to make and then I was like okay so why multiple point of view because I want to show the different classes and how they are completely different from each other mm-hmm. and their lifestyles are completely different from each other and how they have different upbringings and different cultures and all of these things that I wouldn't be able to do from one point of view so that influenced and fleshed out my story already from right from there mm-hmm. and then asking individually what does that person is environment look like? Um, who are their parents or do they have parents? How do they relate to their siblings? What um, things have they gone through in their past? And little things like that can just add details that you start to build on. Um, I think for me, maybe the last thing that you could actually worry about is the world building. If it's a mm-hmm. fantasy, obviously, if it's not, then don't worry. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Is the world being, building in that the world will get built from every other element yeah, because absolutely. it's no point saying, yeah. oh, there's massive castles that do have angels and whatever. Yeah. If like that, your character never interacts with that part of exactly. the world. What's it's the point? Yeah. Yes, it's added detail. It's interesting, but yeah. it's not needed. So I think I start with the characters and ask, start asking questions, start asking what type of story it is because genre will obviously influence your choices yeah. that you make. Uh, if it's a thriller, if it's a historical fiction, if it's a contemporary, yeah. it's fantasy. Um, all of these things will influence what type of story it needs to be. And if you are a beginner beginner, then don't be afraid to like literally Google it and watch um, videos that, that flesh out um, stories and by genre and because that can help you to know what your story needs because I think if you don't already know that then that can be a bit difficult as well um but yeah so I think that's where I go from from that to that because I think the characters will tell me what needs to happen next so the character leads to environment and the setting the setting leads to the world and the world leads to the magic and it all just connects the dots like that for me I think how about you Jordan yeah I agree I think building the character first is the most important bit and Charlene always looks at me like I've grown horns when I say this, but I don't write in order. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I play the big scenes out in my head, like I can literally see the scene in my head, and then I write that down, and then yeah. I can go back and forth if I want to and add bits, or if I want to change something, I'll go back and do it. And then the rest is just filler, yeah. which is what I, I think I struggle with the most is... Okay, how did they get from this point to this point? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's hard, the transition yeah. scenes. But sometimes you can skip transition scenes depending on what yeah. they are. So yeah. if, I don't know, let's say they've got to get from school to home, yeah. you know, unless something's going to happen on that journey, we can omit it because the, the mm. reality is if, let's say, they get the school bus and you mention that, readers are smart enough to know how what, yeah. how you go on a school bus and how you yeah, get yeah. home. So mm. things like that, the transitions, unless they're moving the story forward, don't really need to exist anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Mm. I also listen to music as well. And nice. even when I read and people are like, how do you do both? <laughs> it sounds funny, but I like to like give my characters little playlists. Oh, yeah, I imagine great, that yeah. as their personal yeah. Some people do theme tunes yeah. sort of like, and soundtracks sort of thing. Yeah. That's cool. Quite a lot of people do that. Yeah, they it's do. A good trick, I and think. I was thinking yeah. like even in like especially contemporary um stories, I think that could really fit that'd be really nice. Yeah. But yeah, that's really cool. I, I think like it gives that. you a better feel for the person I've been Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like thing. Pinterest boards for that instead. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that's feeling the cool. mood as well. Yeah. Like, like yeah. how they're feeling at that moment. Yeah. That definitely. music can see I can't listen to music with words, but sometimes instrumental. Yeah, yeah. Instrumental, but even so weirdly I can't 
quite do it when I write. I have to oh, really? do it first to set me yeah. up and then go. Yeah. I don't use music very often because it distracts me. <laughs> I'll start writing the words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I can't, I can't with songs that have words. But, yeah. I'm not um, writing a book anymore, I'm writing a song. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, it's still writing. <laughs> yeah, still writing. <laughs> no, yeah, I like, when, when I'm in like a scene that's fast paced or whatever, I'll listen to like movie um, scores, like instrumentals, and it's like, and you end up writing really fast. You're like, yeah, this is epic. Especially for like a good battle. Scene. Yeah, exactly. Battle. I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Proper sets the scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to just like kind of repeat everything that's been said <laughs> now that I'm answering the question. Um, but yeah, 100% character. I always get like a nugget of an idea. Like I say, it usually comes from like watching something, seeing something. I'll get a glimmer of this is the world and this is what's happening or this character's going through this. I then have to backtrack and ask myself, okay, why is this character going through this? Where have they come from? What's led them to this moment? And then when I'm looking at the outer cast of characters, I'm then looking at not just, oh, who will be pretty in this book? Yeah. But I'm looking at like, okay, why do they, like, if this story exists, can it exist without them? And if the yeah. answer is yes, they're not coming in the book. Yeah. And if the answer is no, my character, need my main character. And it can't just be that my main character needs them. Yes, mm. my main character will inevitably need them, but I need them to have their own mini yeah. story arc within the story. Yeah. So for me, yeah, it starts so heavily with understanding my characters because I feel like exactly what you said, the minute that you get that, everything else just grows from it. So yeah. if you know what kind of background they've come from what kind of childhood they've had where they live how that what their work you know their health and different things it it inevitably tells you when this then happens to them when I do this to them based yeah. on the idea I've had this is how they're going to react yeah. and you know Sean always talks about she likes characters that make choices mm-hmm. and I think that's a really really good piece of advice that characters must be making choices because if you think if you were to follow one of us in a day-to-day everything we do is based on a choice we yeah. either choose to get up when our alarm comes on mm-hmm. or snooze it and the difference is we're either going to then be late for work or we're not going to be yeah. late for work you know and it, everything has like a ripple effect yeah and I think that's what needs to happen with the characters they need to make choices that change the direction that the story is going to go in and totally you need to keep good. making choices mm-hmm. to the very end and you know hopefully you get to the end and that'd be great yeah. <laughs> no that's perfect I really like that yeah that's good yeah um so moving on to the, the next question the final question is how do you actually draft I'm gonna flip this one straight to Georgie yeah. only because you touched on it very briefly about yeah, like writing out of order and stuff yeah just to elaborate a little bit more on that if you don't mind yeah so I tend to write out of order just because I feel like if I don't write the scene in my head straight away I feel like it's gonna go and I'm gonna oh, forget yeah. it. Do you not take notes on your ideas? You'd rather just write it. No, because you know ideas come to me like really random day mm. like I'll be doing my makeup be like Yeah. Oh that's really that's like oh, a good thought. Cool. Like mm. yeah. it's just like a visual that I yeah. see. Yeah. Or I'll be like on the way to work or yeah. busy doing something else that I don't have the time mm-hmm. to like oh let me just quickly write that down. Even on your phone? Yeah, no. Oh, I'd be scared that <laughs> I'd forget. What? That's why I was like, I have to type that I'll be late. It's fine. It's I will be late. <laughs> be late for the story. Yeah. yeah. I think that's where the music, because obviously I listen to music when yeah. I'm getting ready as well. I think that's where the ideas come from as well. So, I, yeah. yeah. So, so, in your head, how, because you know me when, like you say, yes, I do look at you like you grow horns. How do you, <laughs> how do you then, when like, so you've got like this random scene, that random scene, this random scene. Yeah. How do you then put them together or how do you even mm. remember 
where which one goes and how it's all going to flow. And mm. It could go in any order. Wow. That's yeah. so that cool. Is and chaos. I'll worry about the rest later. Filling <laughs> <laughs> the gaps really That's so cool because I, I could never write like that. So I think that I find it really fascinating mm. when someone can write out of order. It's a yeah. skill that I wish I had mm. yeah. because I think it's really cool. Um, I feel like it would come together later. Yeah. Do you feel like you you down. know the ending already when you do that? Oh, wow. that's, that's even, even crazier. Yeah, <laughs> it was like that. Wow. There's some bits I've wrote that obviously I don't even know what happens before it either. Right. Oh my god. Because I would always start with the intro and yeah. introducing the characters and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I can write like later on what happens. Oh, okay. Wow. That's actually really fascinating. Really it is. Cool. It does make sense as well to like write the most exciting scenes. So like we were saying Absolutely. earlier that you've had scenes yeah. that you've thought about like two years ago or yeah. whatever. And imagine if you'd written that already, oh, that would have been like yeah. amazing. Fresh on my yeah, mind. that would yeah. have been amazing. Been so nice. that's actually really cool. Do you know what I think you could incorporate your old stories into your new ones? Um it would heavily depend on the stories. I yeah. have like taken two stories before and put them together to get an idea so i have done that before but it depends what they are sometimes my worlds are just so different yeah, and the yeah. magic is i'm always writing fantasy so the magic can be so different that it just doesn't fit together so yeah. i struggle to then do it um but it can be done yeah i've taken like little elements or like a character to be like oh yeah. you're so cool i want oh, you yeah. to be in this story actually <laughs> yeah. so i want you to follow me into this other series yeah. or like um a type of magic or something that's like, yeah. oh, actually, that does fit over here. Like, um, remember I had the library story idea? Yeah. Oh, that's that library idea. element has actually followed me into two other stories since then. Because yeah. yeah. I like it yeah. so much, but I just haven't found the right story for that yes. element of magic. Yeah. But yeah, no, I do yeah. like to do that. And I'm just laughing because I know, you know, how I've got a character called Xander and he goes with me. <laughs> <laughs> he I goes love Xander. He's this old guy and he comes in every single story and I'm like, I'm determined to use this guy. And he just fits into every story. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. She's like, you always need a nice old guy. Yeah, <laughs> you really do, really do. <laughs> yeah. um, do you want to answer next? What was the question? <laughs> how, do you, like how do you actually draft your story? Okay. Um, so when I feel like I've got enough that I can start writing... And I think that's hard to say. Like, I can't say, yeah. oh, this is when I know I'm sure. Mm. Um, I think that's hard to say. But I think it's when you feel, you know, the character. And I, I, and I unlike Georgie, do need to know <laughs> a beginning, middle and end. <laughs> Otherwise, I can't write. And I need to at least yeah. know before I write um, a chapter or a scene or whatever, what's going to happen. Um, not in, in as much as, like, lots of detail. Because I, I, yeah. that would be boring. Instead, I just need to know, okay point A and point B and I'll fill in the blank in the middle. Mm-hmm. So my first thing to do is to plot, plot out the story. For this one, I've just done it on a A4 sheet of paper. I've got the main character's name at the top and then I write, this is what happens, this is what happens, this is what mm-hmm. happens. Um, I've got four beats at the moment just to be as simple as possible. And then I've got the other sheet of paper where I've fleshed it out a bit more. Yeah. And I do write in order. Um, <laughs> I feel like it, <laughs> I feel like maybe I could write a key scene yeah. out of order if I tried mm-hmm. um, and I think it would be fine like certain things you, you, I think, uh, certain things you could do that with but other ones I'm like no how can you do that um, yeah. yeah so I write chronologically and I write quite fast but I write in sprints mm-hmm. so I will sit, set a timer for 25 minutes or if I've got less time you know 15 minutes whatever um, and I just write until the timer goes off and I won't do that even if I had all day to write I wouldn't just do that all day because you need to live your life in between and I think it's really healthy to do that and it's actually better to 
be so desperate to get back into your story that when yeah. you do sit down to write, you just you just, just dive right in. Yeah. So I, I will leave myself on a cliffhanger purposely so that I can get back and I know exactly what I'm going to write next. And I'll write with music sometimes, like like you said, but it'll be instrumentals. And it's usually if there is like a scene that's like an exciting scene that I, I need that backdrop for. Or maybe even like sad music to make me emotion, <laughs> get me in my feelings. Yes. Wait, that um, was when we're killing somebody. That's, yes. That's awful talk for women. Yeah. Somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So you need to get in that uh, headspace. I like to have my Pinterest board in my background sometimes just to like, okay, so this is what the setting looks like or this is what the character's vibe is. I've also got... Um, something new that I've done this time because I'm writing in four points of view I've got an A4 sheet of paper that I've listed just words that are anything to do with that point of view so because obviously you have to be careful of consistency and especially jumping into different heads I don't want to accidentally be speaking sophisticated when I'm writing the um, lower class boy who wouldn't be speaking that way Mm. so I've wrote like for his point of view like exactly how he would speak or like how he would dress or like the vibe and what things look like just so as I can be like okay quickly this is my headspace when I'm writing as Remy this is my headspace when I'm writing as Ira Rain etc etc but um yeah I think that's how I do my drafts and I need to know what I'm doing and I think that's what helps me write faster I know that obviously other people are pantsers and if that's works then cool but for me as a plotter and I think it helps me be faster because I don't have to think so much because I know what's going to happen if I'm I'm kind of glad you went into the multiple, multiple, if I can put that word, <laughs> multiple point of view, um, because I always think about that and that, you know, yeah. I was considering with this story that I'm writing now to go into multiple point of view, yeah. however it worked out better as one character, but I do always wonder how do you then map it out when you've got several characters yeah. and you've yeah. kind of yeah. touched on that, which is yeah. really interesting. And I, I like some of the things you said there about just making like the little notes next to the characters so that yeah. you remember their voice. Um, yeah, yeah. So obviously voice is the most important thing mm-hmm. I would say when you writing yeah really especially is. first person, first person yeah it? which mine is yeah. yeah so that's really cool um this question for me oh, is a stressful one <laughs> um, uh, for me personally i think it depends on the story heavily mm. how i approach it my first few stories that i wrote were completely pants so yeah for me the idea of plotting was just like absolutely <laughs> no that sounds horrific mm. it sounds like i'm writing the book twice yeah um, and so I just used to turn up to the computer, kind of like you, Georgie, but I write in order. Like, <laughs> um, I was going to say, you're like halfway between me and yeah, Georgie. Yeah, <laughs> like right smack bang in the middle. So I completely have to write chronologically. And the reason I have to write chronologically is because the act of writing is what tells me who my characters are. Yeah, yeah. I don't always have, even though I'll make like notes on who they are and I'll get an idea, I don't truly know who they are um, until I start writing. And weirdly mm. for me, the hardest character for me is always my main character. I agree with that. Actually. Yeah. yeah. I think it's maybe because as well, I always write from a first person perspective. Mm. I'm in their head. And so it's a struggle to be in someone's head and not make it sound like my head. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought, so yeah, have to write chronologically. And that's just because the character then grows and I actually know who they are. And yeah. so, and things just change for me. Mm-hmm. So like when you were talking there about maybe you could write a big action scene. I was thinking, yeah, so could I. And then I thought, and then I'd probably rewrite the whole thing when I got yeah. there. So, <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah, I would definitely rewrite the whole thing and be like, no, it doesn't go like that anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah. However, interestingly, um, I've had a bit of a weird one over the past few years, haven't I? We've trying to figure out plotting yeah. and trying to be a bit more of a plotter because I do think there's so much value in that knowing what you're writing before it adds the speed um however I was doing plotting all wrong for me yeah. obviously there is no right or wrong way there's just no. a right or wrong way for you as an individual for mm. me I was doing plotting in the way that I was physically just telling the whole story to myself yeah. and it meant that when I was trying to draft I just found it really boring 
so I actually found a really interesting way with the project I'm working on, which was more of a screenwriter's type of way. I'm such a massive fan of the three act eight sequence structure. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> I'll go into another time, not today. Yeah. But um, it's it it just sets some really nice, easy story beats that you can hear. It helps. And so that's how I've kind of applied mine this time. I'm writing in scenes because I just think that it's less daunting than writing in chapters. Yeah. Scenes feel like they have a real goal. And, you know, it's funny you were saying you have like words for your characters. Mm. I have words for my scenes. Right. So I set like a verb for my scene, yeah, which is cool. like this scene I'll put like to steal. So I know mm. that the whole theme, theme and feel of that scene is that we need to steal this thing. Mm. And once it's done, the scene's over. We don't yeah. need to linger anymore. Um, and so I've got like what I call a scene map, which is literally just a sentence for each scene to remind me what they're about but I'm using them more like writing prompts so I know what yeah. they're about but then when I get there I can do what I want yeah, yeah that's kind of how I've been writing this time and it's been working so it, I'm writing a lot faster than I usually do recently because I've been watching Shana's amazing writing Instagram and she's inspiring <laughs> me um, I've also gone back to writing in sprints which I've done on and off over over time but I'm really trying to actively do it and it's what we're doing now on the yeah. retreat isn't it and it, it does work really really well I find that I write a lot more when I set a timer for let's say 15-25 minutes yeah. um, and just write in that time because I'm very competitive and I want to yeah. fill that time with as much as I can yeah, yeah. Um, whereas when I sit and try and say right I'm going to have a writing day I'll probably write about two, 300 words and that yeah. is painful 200-300 mm. words so I think writing sprints is a really good thing but what I would say to people is it can change each time so don't yeah, get caught definitely. up on a this is how I draft and I've got to do this every single yeah. time do whatever's right for that particular story yeah. and I think that that kind of is the rule of thumb for me is that yeah. this works now this mm-hmm. might not work for the next book yeah. and that's okay yeah so it's remembering that writing is creativity so obviously don't make it become a chore don't make it be some become something that's like routine and rigid and I can't like break yeah. the rules like you can break your own rules just as yeah. much as you can break like grammar rules you can break genre rules like people who have done that have actually you know push the boundaries of what's possible and therefore like they're the best sellers because it's like this is not what I expected and this is amazing so don't think that you have to stay in a box or you have to do what the professionals say there is to do do whatever works for you we're three different writers who write in completely different ways (laughs) and we're all hopefully going to be best-selling authors so it doesn't matter which way you do it as long as it feels good whilst you're doing it Mm -hmm. I would say and if it doesn't, then Couldn't make a change. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. And and again, that thing, the one point, what you've just made, like with the, the plotting thing, a, a thing that I used to have in my head was that once I plotted, I couldn't change. And that's yeah. just such a lie. It is. So again, please don't see hear the word structure and plotting yeah. and think, oh my gosh, it's too much. No. You can change it. I've changed mine a million times. Yeah, and been like, okay, this needs to be adapted. This mm-hmm. needs to change. So with everything, as Shana said do what's right for you and if that means changing something if that means going back and rewriting Mm -hmm. something do it there's just no right or wrong way it's just what works for you as an individual and that is the best it's an act of discovery and i think that's what makes it really exciting and beautiful and and i love it so much (laughs) sometimes i prefer the editing but (laughs) (laughs) But that even that is still like uncovering what's possible from the draft that you had so it's still an act of discovery anyways but yeah that's Mm. uh our episode for today then Mm. thank you for checking in guys and i hope that we have inspired you to get drafting and to Mm. let an idea grow in whatever way works for you until next week bye bye guys (laughs) thank you for having me bye Bye.